Crap with Beth and Matt. Cut to Crap is the world's number one no bullshit health and fitness podcast. All right, welcome to episode nine. Today we are talking with registered dietitian Zach Cohen, aka the CEO of Affordable Meal Prep. We discuss his battle with cancer, introduce a new segment called This or That, talk about meal prep, and more. Let's jump right into the conversation. Um, so what was your question, Beth? Sorry. So can you tell us about your cancer journey? I did not know you had cancer. And if you don't mind talking about that. Yeah, I mean, I don't I don't talk about it too much. Just, you know, not for any specific reason. But um, uh, yeah, I was actually um, I was in Iraq uh, working as a contractor. I was uh, 25 at the time. And I was probably the best shape of my life, I felt like. And um, I was really starting to get into like heavy, heavy weightlifting. I was thinking about doing like a bodybuilding show. I was like 215 pounds pushing 220. And um, I had did, uh, I had done squats. Um, I was repping for like over 500 pounds, like just a monster in the gym. Wow. And um, the next day I felt like a little twinge in my, in my right hip. And I was like, man, I must have I must have tweaked something yesterday doing squats. I'll take a few days off, you know, see how it feels. Uh, a few days later, I went for a run around the base and um, it was just really hurting. So I went to the doctor. Um, mil- military doctors are infamous for um, misdiagnosing things. So they were like, oh, you know, it's it's probably nothing. Here's some Motrin. We call it vitamin M in the, uh, in the military. Um, gave me some Motrin, said, come back in a month if it's still bothering you. Came back a month later. I said, it's getting worse. Um, she asked me, uh, does your, does your hip ever pop? And I was like, yeah, I guess. Sure. And she was like, oh, you have snapping hip syndrome. I'm like, not sure what that is, but okay, here's some more, uh, Motrin come back if it's bothering you came back a month later. So this, this delay in treatment actually gave the, the cancer time to metastasize and spread to both of my lungs. Oh my God. So, wow. uh, long story short, a specialist was at the base. He, you know, was asking questions. He was like, I would definitely get this checked out. I flew to Germany, got an MRI done. They were like, we definitely see something. Ended up going to Kuwait, had another MRI done, ended up going back to the States, um, ended up in Mississippi at the University of Jackson, Mississippi. They did two biopsies and confirmed that it was osteosarcoma, which is a bone cancer, in my right femur. And they said it's it's so big that the pain is actually coming from the tumor being so large that it's actually outgrowing your hip joint. So anytime you walk, that's the pain you're feeling. Um, so I went through about two years of, of chemo, lots of surgeries. Um, uh, yeah. And so here I am. I, it took me about wow. two years. I fought it. Uh, they gave me a 15% chance of beating it. Uh, they gave me the option to uh, forego treatment. Uh, they gave me the option of being amputated. Um, I was like, no, I'm going to fight. I'm young. Um, you know, I fought it and here I am today. Oh my God. That's in- wow. Yeah. Incredible wow. story. I mean, that, yeah. dude, you, you, you fucking beat cancer. That's, that's, that's powerful stuff right there. That's, that's an inspiration in itself. I have a friend that's kind of going through something that, like that right now. She had um, thyroid cancer, and then she was just oh, recently wow. um, she was just recently cleared. She beat it for the second time, and now she's dealing wow. with some pancreas issues. But we're we're looking. It's looking like she's probably good. It's it's hopefully not you know cancer is is what it's looking like. So fingers crossed. There. Yeah, they say that uh, like once you're diagnosed, you have a, a higher percentage chance of. Um, like it recurring or some other t- uh, cancer forming. So 
Once yeah. she's in that 10-year window, they call it the 10-year window. Once you're outside of that, you're pretty much in the clear. Um, I hit my 10-year window a couple years ago, so that was oh, a, wow. a, a big point in my life. So I was happy about that. Yeah, that's inc- that's oh. incredible. Wow. How old are you, Zach? Uh, I'm 39. I'll be 40 in February. So You age wonderfully. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, you look, look you look good. Thirty nine. Yeah, you. I'm the youngest one on the call. Then I'm thirty five. So, okay, yeah. all right. I'm, I'm the oldest yeah. here. You got a better, you got a, you got a better beard than me too. So we got that going for you. Yeah. I've actually only been growing it out for a little over a year. I just thought it'd okay. be fun to do. So sure. Notice, yeah. Matt, your your beard is looking pretty stealth over there. It's getting there. It's mine's. I've been working at mine for about four months now. So okay, yeah, it's getting um, pretty long. Yeah, so I I always do this thing. So this is the longest I've ever gone with my beard growing out. I always grow it out, and then I just get frustrated with it because it's you yeah. know, and so then I'm like, and then I'm just yeah. mustache for a while. I always like to go just a mustache like once a year, you know. But I'm sticking yeah. with it. My, my my friend that I was just talking about, the one that said cancer, <laughs> <in it. laughs> um, she does my my friend does my hair for me now and my beard and everything. So she, I, I I just. I always make the joke. I, I'm just wearing it and she's, it's her beard. It's her hair, you know? So yeah. she's the one that's doing everything to it. So now how long are you, how long are you going? You have a, a length in mind? I don't know. I don't know. She's been asking me if I'm, if I want to stop and I'm like, no, let's keep going. You know? So maybe I'll, it, it, beca- maybe it, it becomes addictive. Yeah. Maybe I can join ZZ top. You, we can join, we can start a ZZ top cover band. Yeah. <laughs> now, do you, do you guys do like beard treatments and condition and stuff? Like what do you, oh, yeah. Yeah. Absolutely, yeah. yeah. Interesting. For okay. sure. Yeah. <laughs> like you got to wash it with shampoo like be, you do your hair? Yeah, it's a, be a whole shampoo, right there. special conditioner. Yeah, really? oil. Yeah. Oh, my yep. God. Okay. So now I know what it's like to be a woman in that regard because I'm caring for a beard, whereas, you know, my hair and everything, I've never cared about that, you know? so Yeah, I had a, I had a buzz cut pretty much my entire life through the military, and I would get, like, the two-in-one shampoos, and I never understood why women – spend all this money on shampoos and separate conditioners until I grew my hair out. And uh, yeah, it's definitely not the same thing. You definitely need a good conditioner. And <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, for sure. That, we don't learn that, those things, do we, Zach? When we're yeah, exactly. <laughs> bearding 101. <laughs> yeah. yeah, bearding 101, washing, washing your hair, why you need separate shampoo and conditioner and why you shouldn't be washing your hair every day, those type of things, you know? So. Yeah, it's like, it's like that meme, the guys in the, uh, in, the, in the aisle looking at stuff. It's like a five-in-one. Shampoo, conditioner, face wash, ass wash. Like <laughs> ass wash. <laughs> Oh, that's good. Amazing. Um, So we were thinking about starting kind of the the podcast off with doing like a little this or that. Um, So we'll just kind of name name a couple things, this or that. What you we'll go do a roundtable and starting with you, and you tell us what you think. You down for it? Yeah. All right. So I'll go first on this one. Um, I have a crockpot or an air fryer. Do you? Oh man, that's a tough one. It just it, is. it depends on the meal, but I would I would probably go crock pot. I love my crock pot. I'm gonna go with crock pot as well. I mean it's, it's so easy to you can't really mess a crock pot meal up. Yeah. Me. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah. So just throw a bunch of shit together and come back later in the day and it's, you got a hearty meal for you. So full disclosure, the last meal prep uh video that I did was a uh, a barbecue pulled chicken. I completely forgot that it was cooking. It, it ended up cooking, I think, for six hours. That chicken was almost like 
it was literally melt in your mouth. Like I've never tasted a chicken consistency like that. And I was like, actually, actually it was like a happy accident. So it was good. Yeah. Yeah. It actually nice. Was. Nice. You got all, all those juices and flavors to lock that in then. So yeah, yeah. exactly. All right. I, my, I got one. It's sweet potato or potato. For me? Yeah. Definitely hey. potato. Yeah, me too. Same. I'm actually a sweet potato guy. Really? I, so I love what I, one of my favorite meals is like uh, a medium rare ribeye steak with a sweet potato and like uh, asparagus or something. And I do this all on the grill, of course. So okay. that's like my, that's one of my favorite meals right there. Now, so. what do you, what do you, what do you uh, put as the toppings for the sweet potato? Um, I do a little bit of olive oil and like cinnamon. Okay. Or right. I'll do butter and cinnamon. Yeah. Now I do love a good sweet potato casserole. Yeah. That's like my dessert at Thanksgiving. Yeah. You give me a good sweet up. potato casserole and with the marshmallows on top. Yes. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yes. That's heaven. That is heaven. That is heaven. But the potato is just so versatile. Like there, there's so many things you can do with a, a regular potato. Yeah. That's true. I'd rather have French fries bags. over sweet potato fries any day. <laughs> oh yeah, for sure. Sweet potato fries are good though. We, if you get a really good uh, cinnamon butter, have you? I don't if you ever use cinnamon butter with sweet mm-hmm. potato fries. But you're you're exact you're exactly right though. Regular fries are better than sweet potato fries. But, um, so next one I've got is uh, we'll go to the weight room on this one: squat or deadlift. Uh, hmm. well, I'm I'm a little limited on both now with my with my uh, my hip. Okay. But... Okay. I used to really, really love deadlifts. Got it. It's yeah, just something about that feeling of picking up just you in the bar, super heavy, and then throwing it down. And yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm yeah. I'm currently team deadlift. Um, it, it it changes for me. I guess it it changes on whichever one I'm feeling most confident in. And right now that's yeah. deadlift. So, <laughs> what about you, Beth? For for exercise or squat, my next one? Uh, squat or deadlift? Yeah. Uh, you, deadlift. I, I hate lift. squats. I do. Got it. I, every time they're programmed, I just, I can't stand them. That's not okay. my favorite. And, and Zach, for, for you then, for, with the limitation with your, with your previous cancer and everything, yeah. how, how, like, how is training legs for you? Do you, are you, um, I, you I definitely had to, uh, to alter it. Um, I do a lot of isolation movements, a lot of machines. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm very limited on like lower body, like compound movements, anything that involves the actual hip flexor. Yeah. Um, it causes a lot of issues, um, okay. just because my prosthetic, the doctors say it didn't settle, uh, correctly. So they think that maybe it's sitting on a nerve bundle. So the more, the longer I walk, um, I can't really do like high impact. I don't, I don't do any cardio. I walk. That's, that's my cardio. Same. Um, Same. but, um, yeah, a- anything that involves a hip flexor causes a lot of issues where to the point where I'll have to sit down because I, I like literally can't move my leg. So yeah. Now with, with walking and cardio, has that always been the case for you? Is that because of, uh, your, you know, your limitations there? Um, yes and no. I've always hated running, uh, but obviously (laughs) I I had to do it in the military. Um, but as a form of actual cardio for like fat loss or implement into my workout regimen, um, yeah, always walking. Got it. I I think walking at different intensities. I mean, it's, it's, it's overrated in my opinion, uh, running, um, there's people that love doing it and I've always envied those people because I think it'd be awesome to go for a nice run. But, you know, now that I can't do it, I'm more envious of it and I wish I would have done it more, but Got it. you know, it is Got what it, it is. We, we deal with the, the cards we're dealt. So, yeah, sure. Sure. All right, Beth, you got one for us. 
Bagels or croissants? Uh, bagels all the way. Same. Yeah, definitely. Absolutely bagels. bagels. Ba- yeah. Bagels are, I mean, you can do so much with them. You can make them into a breakfast sandwich. You can make them into lunch, dinner, yeah. anything. I feel like croissants are more either a dessert or breakfast food. In my, That's the yeah. way I look at them. Me too. Yeah. So, yeah. I think I got one more here. Um, go back to nutrition on this one. I've got white rice or brown rice. White that's rice a, that's, all, all that, day. That, that's a very hot topic, it seems like, sometimes. And, and I'm, I'm, I'm with you on that one with white rice. I love the white rice, too. Yeah, yeah there's, there's this big misconception that, like, brown rice has, like, this, you know, enormous mountain-sized amount of fiber in it. And it's just not the case. It definitely has some fiber. Um, mm-hmm. You know, it's got some vitamins and stuff in it that's kind of lost in the uh, in the processing of, of white rice. But mm-hmm. um, yeah, white rice gets a bad rap just because diet culture, yeah. you know, food phobia, stuff like that. But because yeah, you're stripping, you're stripping, a, you know, stripping it down. Right. But then there most people are enriching it then, too, and t- putting, that, right, putting exactly. more stuff back in. So. Yep. All um, right. What do you think are the biggest misconceptions when it comes to like nutrition? Um. The food phobia aspect of everything, like, I mean, there's obviously the the fear of carbs now, like, I can't count how many comments, like, I obviously, uh, my content on TikTok has kind of been geared more towards meal prep now, um, less of like the nutrition stuff, but more so meal prep, just because I think it's such a big part that's lacking in a lot of people's uh, diet, their journey, their lifestyle, Absolutely. Um, yeah. you know, and I... I had a vision that I I wanted to show people that you can meal prep food that tastes good and still progress in your journey, um, you know, and kind of break down that, that misconception that eating healthy has to be expensive. Um, You know, so there's definitely a misconception when it comes to carbohydrates. I I keep all of my meals within the American, um, the diabetes association, recommendation even for di- diabetics people with diabetes oh, cool. uh, which is know that. 45 to 60 grams of carbs per meal and even people without diabetes come in there commenting 50 carbs isn't that too much like oh my god according to who you know what for what reason would it be too much you know, yeah context I once right? i ask them and i see their response of oh i don't know it's just what i heard you know carbs you know a lot of carbs are bad I think that's so. a great way of handling that question or that that statement. You know, isn't that too much? Just asking them why or what why yeah. what makes you think that right? Because that that then yeah. helps us understand as coaches, um, like where is this coming from? Where like where have you right. learned this? And most most people have learned are just bad information being handed down from our yeah. parents or yep. from some influencer that maybe doesn't know what they're talking about or somebody that's got a biased agenda or something like that. Yeah. So. Yeah, I mean, I, I think we're all of, of the age to where we remember a time before the internet and <laughs> everything was what our parents told us. Yeah. You know, if right. you, you heard your parents say it and then your uncle said it and then your grandma said it. It, it was, it, it was must gospel. Be true. It must be true. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, oh, well, my mom told me this. And, you know, it, we just believe, we tend to believe as humans everything we hear. And especially mm-hmm. there's a misconception with the internet. If it's on the internet, that it's true. Um, you know, literally anybody can start a website. Anybody can start a blog. It's always funny when I say, you know, I tell people I would love to see the research, you know, so mm-hmm. I can look into it myself. And they send me like a blog or, <laughs> you know, somebody's, you know, it, this yeah. isn't the same. And I think that's something that um, I was actually guilty of before going to school for dietetics. I didn't really know the difference between 
like peer reviewed research and what you see on, you know, some fitness trainer on bodybuilding.com writing as his opinion. Yeah. His, you know, his, his personal difference. experience. Yep. Yeah, for sure. For sure. That's, that's, we see that all the time. And I, and I'm, I've been guilty of that too. You know, obviously I'm not a dietitian or anything like that, but before I started getting educated and, and furthering my skills and knowledge, I used to think those things too. And I don't yeah, really yeah. know where it came from. I, I remember when I first started, I literally used to track carbs and that was it. You know, I did yeah. track calories. I didn't care about protein. I literally thought it was all that carbs was all that mattered. You know, looking yeah. back at it, I'm like, no wonder, you know, like I, was, <laughs> I wasn't making any progress. And I was skinny fat and all this and that, you know. So, yeah, um, yeah, it's crazy. That's why yeah, I use forget, a lot of like, I was going to say we forget as like coaches and uh, you as a dietitian, like what people actually really don't know. Yeah. It's like, sometimes I'm like, how could you not know that? I'm like, okay, wait, take a step back. I used to be that person that did not know. Yeah. yeah. And I honestly didn't start uh, kind of reframing my my way of thinking until I, I got on social media. I was never a social media guy uh, before TikTok <laughs> took off for me. And now I kind of take a step back. And when they do say something from a place of just misinformation or misunderstanding, I, I turn the question around on them. They'll ask me, well, isn't MSG bad? Like I get that one a lot because I love MSG. It's a flavor enhancer. It's yeah. you know, it's a great addition to a lot of different dishes. And they'll say, isn't MSG bad? And I'll ask them, in what way? You know, tell me in what way and, you know, I can better help you understand yeah. why that is or isn't correct. So you're, and, getting, um, you're trying to reframe like these blanket statements and, and just one way th of thinking, right? Yeah. And you know, I think it's easy to get frustrated when somebody says something like that. Um, just because you hear it so often, yeah, um, you just really need to stop and think this prop, this person probably doesn't know, like, and this is your opportunity to actually educate somebody. Yeah. Absolutely. Exactly. Nicely said, nicely said. So you, you are pretty much at this point, the CEO of affordable meal prep, right? On, on TikTok. Yeah. <laughs> I, I love, I love the series. So is that a weekly series that you're doing now then? Yeah, it um, is actually, um, which I, I'm I'm really excited about it. Um, and my wife, uh, we run our business together, and it started out as coaching. Um, obviously, it's kind of evolving into you know something different. Um, but we've always kind of bonded over um, cooking together. We love cooking, we love baking, so it's exciting for us. Um, I do a a weekly meal prep on TikTok every Sunday. I post a meal prep. Um, and then I actually just started a, uh, a Patreon account, which I had no idea what that was until some of my followers okay. reached out to me and they told yeah. me about it. Um, so I just started that. Um, so for $5 a month, uh, the patrons will get an additional meal prep every week. So for the people okay. that don't like eating, you know, the same meal every day in the week, they'll have access to two meal preps. So one on Patreon and one on TikTok. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. That's a common thing too, is people don't like to eat the same food every day, right? Yeah. So, um, so that that it's nice they have that flexibility then. And then you're you're they're helping you, you're helping them. It's 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 a nice relationship there, so, right? Yeah, that's cool exactly. that that your that your fans that your followers asked you to do that, pretty much. Yeah, so. yeah. I had no idea, and a bunch of them reached out um, just because I was I was looking for a way to you know I'm I'm new to TikTok. I just started it uh, at the beginning of this year, and um, I I'm kind of lost. You know, I'm almost 40 years old. Like I said, I was never a social media guy. So uh, a lot of people have reached out and, you know, kind of gave me tips and pointers on ways to kind of monetize everything. You mm -hmm. know, you see mm -hmm. like the Bella porches of, of TikTok where they're making, <laughs> you know, they could probably pay their bills just off the TikTok creator fund. And I think right. there's a misconception that, you know, just because you have a million followers, 
means you're getting paid all this money from right. TikTok. No. You know, no. I think the most I've ever gotten from the TikTok creator fund is maybe 200 bucks in a month, which, yeah. you know, that was great. I was happy about that. You know, it was 200 sure. bucks I didn't have before. Yeah. But, um, you know, but you can't make I, a living I, off that. Yeah, exactly. At the end of the day, like everybody wants to be able to love what they do and still pay the mm-hmm. bills. Yeah. And yeah. I feel like I'm finally starting to find that that need for you there. a way to do that. So yeah. that's amazing. And do you also do coaching as well? I uh, do. So um, and I think if if I can find a way to actually pay my bills with like TikTok, Patreon, the meal prepping aspect of everything. Uh, I'm working on an e-cookbook that I, I plan on releasing uh, early next year. Um, I think I'll get away from coaching. I love my coaching clients. I love I love that aspect of my job. But the more I read the comments and the DMs of just how much, you know, you guys too, like how you, you know, how, how many people we reach and how many lives we change with our content. Yeah. If yeah. I can focus all of my energy, a hundred percent of my energy on my content and help more people on a much broader scale. Um, you know, I'll give up the coaching just so I can help more people. Help a million people with your free content or, you know, your Patreon content or whatever versus right, exactly. 10, 20, 30, 40, 50 clients or whatever. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's almost exactly. a no brainer. Yeah. Cause that's why I started my TikTok account was to just to start helping people. I never thought that my TikTok account would become um, a, a, an avenue for me to expand my coaching business. Oh my but here God. I am. You know? yeah. It's crazy. It's, I, yeah. It, it sounds cliche, but like if, you know, when we first started, I'm sure all of us, if we could have just helped one person, we would have been very fucking happy with that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, yep, absolutely. Cool. So for the, the meal prep, then um, what is it that you kind of look for when you're planning like your the meal for the week? Um, so I always do uh, at the beginning of all my videos, I, I hit on three, three points with every meal prep. It's high protein, low calorie and affordable. So I look at obviously the calories first, um, because so if you think about it, pretty much the majority of the population could probably eat anywhere from 18 to 2200 calories and lose weight, right? Mm -hmm. So if you're eating five to 600 calories per meal, breakfast, lunch, and dinner, that's anywhere from 1500 to 1800 calories. So you could literally cook these meal preps not even count calories as long as you're not, you know, just going crazy between meals with snacking and stuff. You wouldn't have to track calories. You don't have to worry about any of that. And you could still progress in your goals. I have people in uh, my Facebook support group telling me like, I haven't even got to the point of counting calories. All I've been doing is using your meal preps and, you know, kind of eyeballing what a portion actually looks like for me. And I'm I'm seeing progress on the scale. I'm losing Amazing. inches. I love that. So, yeah, so those are the yeah, three things I look for. Obviously, okay. lower calorie. I try to increase the protein content, um, and then I try to budget shop. Uh, you know, I, I get a lot of hate in the in the comments sometimes for using the Walmart brand <laughs> and oh. stuff like that. But you know, I've always been a, a thrifty budget shopper. Anyway, I, I came from humble beginnings. My mom was a, a single parent for a long time, raising lots of kids. I have uh, five bro- five sisters and one brother, and. Um, you know, oh, wow. she did an amazing job with, with what she had. And um, that kind of was instilled into my mind throughout my life. So, yeah, I think that's I, I hate it when I see people demonizing where we choose to food, uh, shop or yeah. what we're I got like, that in my video the other day. So many people were shaming my Walmart video. I'm like, yeah, it's 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 the new form of bullying. Honestly, it's crazy. If you think about it. Right. 
it's it's showing i mean not it's showing your privilege in a way it's showing where you yeah. where you like because you can't you can't even reasonably like you can't even relate to that you can't even understand why he's doing this or where he's right. coming from no right. it's is I, I hate it. I hate it. Yeah. I'm sorry I can't meal prep Wagyu beef every week. So, <laughs> <laughs> Right. Okay. I've I never know. even had Wagyu beef. Well, I haven't either. My wife was asking me the other night, and I was like, no, I've never tasted it. Butcher, I love them. Butcher I your love own cow. Them. And, you know, I had someone in my comments was like, yeah, well, I have a whole cow in my fridge. And I'm like, or, and I have it, you know, it lasts me a whole year. I'm like, do you think everyone's able to do that? Yeah, I mean, exactly. Um, I, mean, I love I, the meal. That's amazing if they can. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think it's awesome that that those people in your group are also, you know, seeing results without counting calories. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. And that you're showing them a way to build like a healthy plate. I think a lot of people just don't know how to build a, like a balanced meal of like proteins, fats, and carbs. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. And you know, I I posted uh, one of the the first meals that didn't have a vegetable. Like there was people in the comments, like just because I'm a dietitian doesn't mean I eat a vegetable every single meal. You know, yeah. I, I'm still human. Like, you know, things happen. If if a vegetable doesn't pair well with that meal and it's it's satisfying to me and that's what I want to eat, you know, that's what I'm going to eat. You know, it, there's there's these norms that a lot of people think that just because you're a dietitian or a coach or a personal trainer or anything like that, yeah. that, you have to abide by these certain rules and criteria. And that's just not the way it is. Yeah. 100%. That's something we need to, like, I know we all work on this and, and try to do this is breaking those barriers or those rules down, you know, food rules or, or these misconceptions and like about the fitness industry. If you're a coach, you need to be shredded and, and right. this and this and this, you know, and, or let shredded equals healthy too. You know, that's another popular one that we see all the time, just because somebody's super yeah. lean that we just assume they're healthy when that doesn't necessarily mean anything. So, yeah. When I was doing my uh, one of my internships at uh, at a hospital, um, I was doing my food service uh, rotation and it was in the kitchen at the hospital. And I, I literally stopped eating lunch in the break room because the the workers in there, they would feel the need to explain why they were eating fried chicken for lunch or why they got fast food. <laughs> and I'm like, I, I don't care. Like, it's fine. They're like, Oh, here comes the dietitian. Let me, you know, explain why I don't have a salad in front of me. You know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You're not, you're not the food police, right? You're, right. You're, exactly. yeah. <laughs> you're not there to enforce what they're eating and make them explain what, what they're eating. It's, it's crazy. That's I, kind I, of a running joke with dietitians. Now the uh, commission on dietetics just came out with a new emblem for RDs. And it literally looks like a police badge. And uh-huh. the, there's a meme going around that says, we hate being called the food police. Commission on Dietetics <laughs> makes our emblem literally look like the food police. Oh, my God. That's not, not a lot of awareness there when they were doing when they were creating yeah. that logo. huh? <laughs> <laughs> that's great. Um, so you go to Walmart then for, for your ingredients or do you go to like Aldi and things like that as well? Or do you just like um, do you, I, do you plan I do ahead? Aldi. Yeah, I kind of uh, kind of bounce around depending on what I'm looking for. I get the bulk of my my groceries uh, from Walmart just because you know it's pretty much a one stop shop. Um, yeah. But I'm in Florida. There's a Publix here. I don't know if you guys know what Publix mm-hmm. uh, grocery yep. store is. So yeah. they have a lot of brands. They'll have Bogo stuff like that. Um, I'll check them out. Um, I do have a Costco membership. Uh, my sister in law has a Sam's membership, so I I use that sometimes. Um, okay. yeah, I go to Aldi. Uh, I really love Trader Joe's, but there's not one close to me. I've been meaning to make my way out there and kind of 
do some uh, video footage to post some TikTok content on Trader Joe's just because they're go. they're so cool. They have I so know. much cool stuff. I have I've, the nearest I've one never is been two there. hours away from me. Oh wow! I'm I'm in Maine. I think I said on my stories the other day because I was getting shit for shopping at Walmart. I was like, listen, I, I'm in Maine. I have two stores near me, like Hannaford <laughs> and Walmart, and then I have to drive two hours to Target or two <laughs> hours to Trader Joe's. You know. Yeah. Yeah, that's another that's another thing too with you know when we were talking about people judging what how much you spend or where you shop. Like not everybody the food deserts, right? Like not yeah. everybody had easy access to groceries, like yeah. uh, to fresh produce, things like that. So like when when we see people demonizing like processed food and like what you know things like that, like packaged foods, like that's all they have available to them, you know, that yeah. literally they have no other option. So what do you want them to do? Yeah, my wife and I, when we went up to uh, a few years ago, um, my mother-in-law was living in uh, Jersey in Patterson. Um, and we went up there and we went to get, get her and bring her down to Florida. We were up there for a few days and they literally have one little grocery store within like a 30 block radius. And a lot of those people don't own cars. They walk everywhere. Um, you know, so you're literally at the, at the disposal of what that grocery store has or goes to the gas station. You know, it's, it's a lot yeah. of packaged foods. It's a lot of, you know, it's, it's really is a food desert yeah. and people just, I think people just don't think about that, that type of stuff uh, when they make those comments. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's a just good because- content idea. How to cook. If you are in a situation like a living in a food desert, like yeah. meal prepping. Um, if you live next to a convenience store. Yeah. Yeah, I had I a question the other day um, on one of my videos. It, was, it wasn't even food related, but somebody asked me, maybe it was on my live. They said, do you think you could do meal prep from Dollar General? I was like, oh, I don't know if I could. I'm not, and then I instantly thought of you, Zach. I'm like, I bet you Zach can. But I'm like, because I'm thinking, because I, I know they have things like like milk and, and eggs and cheese, yeah. but I don't, I don't yeah. really know yeah. what else like a Dollar General has. A lot of, pack, a lot of frozen foods for sure. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think maybe Dry they goods. might have bananas. Maybe, um, but I'm not really canned sure. Canned goods. Yeah, yeah, they have a lot of canned goods. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I actually have uh, some content on on my phone that I recorded. I just haven't put it together yet, um, and it's going to be a meal prep that it's all from frozen food, uh, the meat, everything, um, just to mm-hmm. show you can you can make a good meal from frozen food. You know, I think yeah. frozen food gets a gets a, a bad rap. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the things I love to do is I'll take like the hamburger help, helper meals and then I'll just mm-hmm. add some some peppers and onions and things like that. Spruce it up yeah. a little bit. Yeah. Now you've got a pretty, I mean, that's a pretty well-balanced meal, nutritious. The sodium, Matt, the sodium. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> yeah, I know, I know. It's one of my most popular, One of my most so, popular uh, videos is from when I duetted um, uh, this this girl named Megan. Um, she she posted a video about how she uses canned green beans, and I duetted oh, it yes. because it was like a low low calorie, high volume food. And they're like, um, you know, they were talking about the sodium content and this and that. And I'm, I'm like, guys, like it's okay, like unless you have like if you're pre not pre hypertensive, whatever. Like most people are gonna be fine. Drink more water, sweat a little yeah. bit, you know. Yeah. So. Yeah, from uh, I think I, I saw something uh, recently. The FDA uh, they are trying to work with uh, food manufacturers and get them to actually lower the sodium content that they're actually putting in our food because as Americans we do get a lot of excess sodium just from you know processing, uh, yeah. preservation, and stuff like that. 
Um, and then you have people that actually salt their food on top of that. Um, so we are getting a lot of sodium. Um, so the FDA, I think, is is kind of working to uh, with food manufacturers. So that would be a good thing. So what, what what's would your recommended, or you can ask this, the recommended ask daily yeah. amount of sodium. So how would, like, I don't even think I pay attention to that. I was never told to. So when yeah. people say, oh my God, the sodium, I'm like, what are you talking about? I don't have high blood pressure or heart problems. So what, right. would, what would someone look for uh, in a product like so I believe the nutrition fact label uh, goes off of the American Heart Association's recommendation of 2,300 milligrams of sodium or less. So really, if you think about it, if you look at a packaged food and that's one of your meals for the day, like I, I did a video on the um, the dumplings from Costco recently, the, uh, the dumpling trays, like six dumplings with a little soy sauce packet. Uh, yeah. And the sodium content was, I think it said it was 30% of your daily diet. And if you think about it, most people eat three meals in a day. It, even if every meal was 30%, you're still under that recommendation for, you know, 2,300 milligrams. But, yeah. you know, as a dietitian, I do try to, you know, adhere to those guidelines um, and just kind of tell people, be mindful if it is a concern for you. Um, you know, watch the, the added sodium that you, you know, your table salt and stuff like that. It's easy to go overboard with that. Um, but you know, for, for most people, I mean, unless you're just going crazy and eating prepackaged foods three, four times a day, um, you should be fine. And what does too much sodium do? Is that cause like high blood pressure and like, so I can't say for sure, but the research does show that we still should be mindful, even if we don't have those pre-existing conditions, hypertension, uh, okay. you know, any sort of heart problems. Um, we still should be mindful just because, um, you know, I think, again, at least it, it's from lifestyle, it's from overall diet, and it's from those those chronic conditions, like living that lifestyle chronically, um, you know, having the occasional high sodium meal or even the occasional high sodium week um, isn't anything to worry about. Again, it comes down to, I, I love the 80-20 rule, you know, focusing mm, 80% yeah. on, you know, fresh foods, fruits, vegetables, lean protein, whole grains. And then the other 20% are, you know, the flaming Hot Cheetos and, you know, everything else <laughs> that you foods. just really love. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure. Great question. And because I, I know I that's something that I, I don't know which way, like, I've seen lots of evidence for both sides of it. Like, yeah. do we need to be worried about sodium? Do we not need to be worried about sodium? Right. So then I look at, so then I lean on, you know, people like yourself, registered dietitians and, and the experts in the field to kind of help guide me in which way to, in, in which way I should be thinking on that. So um, that's something I'm really torn about. Yeah. yeah and too. again, it, it's tough sometimes just because like you said, there's always going to be research on both sides. Mm -hmm. um, and you know, I, I think that most people in the in the in the evidence based science based community, um, like you guys, I think as long as you're focusing on, at the end of the day, is sodium the number one priority you should be looking for in food? No, it should be dietary adherence, mm -hmm. um, being more active, drinking lots of water, stressing less, mm -hmm. getting adequate sleep. You know, those right. those major things that you should focus on first, and and work on the nuances. You know, afterwards. Yep. I agree. I agree. 100%. Yeah. Beautifully said. Beth, you got anything to add on any questions on, on his meal prep process, how he goes about selecting his meals? Do you yeah, take suggestions actually, from people um, other than Patreon? 
where, where do you come up with the meals? Are they stuff that you've always made or do you come up with new ideas every week? How does that work? Um, so it's kind of a combination of a lot of things. Uh, like I said, I've always loved to be in the kitchen. I was in the kitchen at probably six years old with my grandma. Um, she awesome. loved to bake. She used to make candy for Christmas and it was one of my favorite things to do. Um, and that kind of, you know, sparked an interest in, in cooking and stuff like that. Um, so I do like to, uh, I like, I watch a lot of cooking shows. Um, I love Gordon Ramsay. Mm, yeah. Um, uh, love, <laughs> yeah, exactly. And the fact that he's on TikTok now, it just like blows my mind. I um, love it. I love it. But yeah, I, I love, uh, I love experimenting. I love playing with new flavors and stuff like that. Um, you know, if I see something that I think looks good, um, I'll kind of take that as a base and then I'll kind of make it my own, add my own different type of seasoning. Um, and then that's where the whole, you know, trying to play with the calories, the protein uh, and stuff like that comes in. Your Tuscan, I think Tuscan chicken pasta, I think, is that something you've done? I've got that yeah. saved in my favorites. Know, I've been meaning to make that. And I'm going to... I... Yeah, that, that one was of these a, days, damn it. <laughs> that was a big hit with uh, the followers. I think actually that might be I think that one might be my most viewed video on it, my entire on my entire TikTok. You had one. Maybe it's that one that you you literally I think you must have gained like a hundred couple hundred thousand followers from it. Yeah. Maybe it's yeah, that I th one. I think I think it was that one because like yeah, my followers just blew up overnight. Yeah. 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 I, I love to see that. I love to see that you, you found your, your, your little niche, right. And what, yeah. and what people, what people need help with and what people resonate with. And, and you're really running with that. It's amazing. Yeah. I had, I had posted a few like meal prep videos just cause I thought it'd be cool. And then, uh, my wife and I, we were walking, <clears throat> we were walking out of Walmart one day. Um, and I was getting ready to do a meal prep and I was looking at my receipt, you know, making sure all the prices were right and everything just cause I'm, I'm such like, I'm, I'm such a bargain shopper. Like my wife will, I'll say we need mayonnaise. She'll grab the first mayonnaise she sees. And I'm like, uh, this mayonnaise is three cents <laughs> cheaper and I'll swap it out. Um, you know, and I just, it, it was like a light bulb went off in my head and I'm like, you know, I think a lot of people, they like meal prep just because it's easy, but a lot of people need to understand that it can be cheap too. Mm -hmm. And that's when I started doing the cost, uh, the cost analysis, the cost breakdown at, at the end of all my meal prep videos. Yeah. That's amazing. It's so cool people. that you do that. Do you do, um, do you utilize like coupons or anything like that or? Yeah. Or do you um, so I have a, a few couponing apps on my phone. I really love Ibotta. I was actually just talking to um, some of my, uh, some of the people in my Facebook support group. Um, somebody just pointed out that Ibotta has an offer right now for a free turkey dinner. Um, so I guess you get like a, I think you get like a, a whole turkey. Um, really? I don't know if you get like a, Yeah. Right, let me pull it up real quick. And is that see. an app you have to um, pay for or is that no, a free app? Nope. Yeah, it's all free. Amazing. It's I-B-O-T-T-A. Um, okay. It's a great app. So Everybody make sure you check that out for sure. I'm writing yep, it down. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to go download it after this. <laughs> right? I-B-O-T-T-A. Okay, so, yeah, so it's a free uh, free Thanksgiving dinner. So right now um, it's... So cool. It's a free bird's eye, green beans, corn, uh, cream of mushroom soup, a Jiffy corn muffin mix, a turkey gravy, homestyle mashed wow. potatoes, French onions, a, uh, a free Coca-Cola, um, a stuffing mix, and a cranberry jelly. So it looks like it's all of the sides the pretty thing. much that you would need for uh, Thanksgiving. The only thing you have to buy is the turkey. 
That's that's incredible. And then that's just for signing up to become to become a member. Yeah, it's it's for all members. Up. You link you link your bank account, and then once you hit like twenty dollars in savings, you transfer it, and it goes straight into your bank account. Okay, very cool, very cool. Definitely, everybody. We need to get on that for sure. Yeah, like, I'm, I'm not. I need to be more of a bargain hunter and things like that. I've like I've I've actually asked a couple of my friends who who kind of are more like budget shoppers. I'm like, can you help me? Like, try to. Like, I don't know what I'm doing in there. I don't know how to plan out a a meal like a like grocery store shop trip. Yeah. You know, I li- I literally I go you. to the store. I don't plan. I go. I just walk through and and pick up. I stick. I have my basics that I always get. Yeah, anyway, yeah, you your know? staples. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I, I, I very rarely, unless I'm making something specifically, I very rarely never make a fucking grocery shopping list. So. And then I look at my receipt and I'm like, oh, yeah, <laughs> not good. <laughs> not good. Zach, would you say that um, your meal prep is family friendly? Like, do you have you seen like uh, parents say that their kids love the meals too? Yes, that's actually becoming a really like common comment in the, in the comment section. Awesome. Uh, a lot of people saying that yeah, a lot of people they're making these meals. So most of my meals now are, uh, I try to make them all for six servings, uh, which is Monday through Saturday and then leave Sunday as, you know, pizza day, free day, whatever. Yeah. Um, and a lot of people, what they're doing, they're not even using it as meal prep. They're just using it as a dinner for the family. Nice. And yeah. um, I've had people say that, you know, my kid keeps asking for the Buffalo crack chicken or, you know, something, or, nice. you know, my kids really love this. And, um, you know, I, I think when the kids are willing to eat it, it's, yeah. it's definitely a hit. So it's a success. And then You're the parents, something then, for sure. Yeah, because I feel like a lot of, you know, people that want to get healthy and stuff, they're always worried about, well, I don't want to eat different than my family. Yeah. Um, right. That's, you know, super important. Yeah, it is. For sure. As And that's something I struggle with with my own son is like – the pickiness right so i i always yeah. ask i'm like dude just like try just try this new food once and if you don't like it we'll we'll move on from it that's all i ask him to do you know but yeah. he's he's coming up on 12 years old so thankfully he's starting to grow a little bit in his in his pet with his palate so we'll see how yeah, yeah it's a tough one mine's nine and i don't think he it's hard to have color you know they they like the <laughs> beige yeah palette, you know chicken nuggets <laughs> french fries yeah. it's like Here's an apple. Uh, yeah. nah, you know, it's it's hard. My, my son loves fruit, though, so that's good. And so we got that going for us. <sighs> yeah. And I mean, if you think about it, that's that's really what we're trying to get back to um, just as adults. Is yeah. that You know, that intuitive eating that, you yeah. know, just eating what you want. But, you know, as kids, you could put an entire tray of delicious food in front of them. They'll pick what they want. As soon as they feel satisfied, they'll get up and walk away and they'll leave I all that, that food there to, you know, do whatever you want with as, as adults. We have these learned behaviors where we're like, oh, well, we paid for it. We have to eat it. Right. And, you know, no food waste. You know, there's there's all these mental things that go through our through our mind where we forget to kind of listen to our, our physical hunger cues and satiety cues. And where do you think that comes from? Do you think that comes from like, I know I grew up uh, during the time of like the clean your plate club. Do you think it comes yeah. from like mm-hmm. that, that era? Yeah, I, th- I think, I think a lot of it does come from that. It, it stems from that. Um, and, and again, like, so our generation, I think a lot of our parents were guilty of, I don't care if you're not hungry, you're going to eat, you're not going to leave this table until you eat, clean your plate, you know, like, there, there's kids in other countries that are starving, yeah. you know, yeah. all these different things that they would tell us to, you know, force us to eat. 
And again, these are learned behaviors. Um, you know, I, I love that my wife uh, kind of went past the, the, the realm of dietetics and went into, uh, she got her master's in behavioral analysis. Oh, okay. So I'm always listening in the background when she's doing her supervision hours with her, you know, BCBA supervisors and stuff. Um, she's a behavioral therapist now, and you slowly start to pick up on these things, these learned behaviors um, that we weren't born with. You know, they are conditioned uh, mm -hmm. thoughts and learned behaviors that you can unlearn. You can retrain your brain to, um, you know, think differently and kind of find those negative behaviors and replace them with more positive behaviors that are more conducive to your health, you know? Now, do you think that clean your plate, clean your plate club and that kind of mindset, do you think, so we get that from our parents, they most likely got that from their parents because that's, you know, when their parents were, our grandparents were growing up, they were in the great, the great depression, great depression where food yeah. really was, you know, they had yeah. to eat every last bit because they had to do it to survive yeah. or because yeah, they just absolutely. couldn't afford anything else. So yeah, it's and I two think generations we're all later we're still of, feeling those effects. Especially when we go out to eat, you know, you pay twenty dollars for the, for the steak dinner. Oh. You get halfway through and you feel full and you feel like you have to eat it because you know maybe you don't like leftovers and you feel like it's you you paid twenty and you're only getting ten dollars worth and you sit there and you force yourself to eat and eventually yeah. your portion size, your normal portion size, becomes larger and larger and larger. Anything less than that, and you're going to still be feel you're going to still feel hungry, right? You've yep, conditioned exactly. yourself to to want the, more food. Yep. Yep. For or sure. eating eating the rest of your kids' plate because you don't want to throw it out. Yeah. I yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Guilty. I, I've done Guilty. it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'll have that chicken nugget. Yeah. 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 My uh, my three year old nephew. Um. Uh. We all live in the same house right now, and um. He's on this diet of French fries and milk. Those are like the only things he will eat or drink. And I'm like, well, he's getting his carbs, fats, and proteins, you know. <laughs> right, right. It, it could be a lot worse. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah, there's, there's worse first, things than chicken nuggets out there. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> before I knew better, before I got into nutrition and all that stuff, when my son was little, I would try to get him to finish. And now I'm like, no, if you're not hungry, if you're full, like, please don't force yourself to eat. So I'm yeah, and again, it, guilty it's, of that. It's, it's not anything that anybody should, you know, place blame or anything like mm -hmm. that. I think, I think every parent is doing the best that they can in their mm -hmm. situation, Yeah, you know, and, and that could just become, come from, you know, not knowing or, you know, their upbringing, learned behaviors that they've learned, um, yep. you know, and yeah, it's really just about education. Yeah. I've seen, I don't know if you guys have seen this all at all. I see some moms that do meal prep for their kids and a yeah. lot of people are shaming the mom. Yeah. I think Andy really? just healthy made a video on that yesterday. Yeah, I, a mom, I think she duetted somebody or something. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. A mom was tired or she's like, this is what I'm making for my kids tonight. It was like, it looked really good. A ham sandwich yeah. with like cheese on oh, Hawaiian with, rolls. With like mustard or something on it, right? Yeah. Or is and that, people is that were like, one? that's so unhealthy. I can't believe you're feeding your kids that. It's like, are you kidding me? Yeah. And, and, and also too, like, what do we always say? Like the dosage makes the poison, right? Like yeah. if eating that one thing isn't going to make you unhealthy. Just, just like eating one salad isn't going to magically make you healthy. Keep doing right. these things repeatedly every day for the, the entirety of your life. Then, you know, that's, if you're, that's the dosage right there. Right. Yeah. So I, I don't know. Yeah. It's, it's that chronic lifestyle versus the acute. So yeah, for sure. For sure. Yeah. 
Amazing. Uh, Zach, for people that are listening, where can people find you on the socials? Maybe they want to support you on Patreon or find you on TikTok, Instagram. Yeah. Uh, so everything super easy, just at Zach Cohen, Z-A-C-H-C-O-E-N. Um, uh, my Instagram is, uh, I'm, I'm back on that. I'm starting to post content on there, like nutritional okay. infographs and stuff like that. Um, and then obviously my my TikTok is, is my main platform. So yeah. So if you if if everybody wants meal prep ideas, definitely hit you up on TikTok. Follow yeah, you on definitely TikTok. TikTok. Yeah, definitely. I need to make the transition over to uh, Instagram. Start using the reels. Yeah, I wasn't using it before because I I think it used to be only thirty seconds. Mm-hmm. Um, there, I don't know if it yeah. it's now they a changed, minute or um because it's turning into more of a video app. Um, yeah. They changed your post um so you can post videos that are a minute that don't go to IGTV. I, be- oh, okay. I believe it's different now. There really? No lo- it's no longer IGTV. I learned this in my... Um, IGTV is so bad, so... Yeah. Okay. So if you notice, I've been starting to post more videos and they don't go to the IGTV. It's a different format. I don't know if it's... I don't know. You'll I'll check that out. It. I did not know that. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, I was off, cool. I was off Instagram for like two years. My wife and I, we were uh, living on the road in a van, so... I, I remember like a, that. I, I had a travel Instagram going, so... Yeah. Didn't you, when you first started TikTok, that's what you were doing, weren't you? You were, you were traveling out of the yeah. van, I think. Because yep. I, I, remember, I think I was talking with Beth about this. I was like, doesn't Zach like, cause I'm like, cause I've been, I've been really obsessed with the idea of purchasing a van and converting yeah. it and doing yeah. just that, you know, I'm like, I think Zach does that. But so you, that's so interesting. So yeah, I'll we have this that. vision of eventually our business becoming nonprofit um, and becoming like travel dietitians go around and just you know, get Dude, to little symposiums, teach people, you know, just about nutrition um, and just live on the road. So, yeah, our, our time here in Florida, it's temporary. So we're just renting a room from family and hopefully one day be back on the road and, and take this show on the road. Exciting. That's stuff. so cool. I love that. that yeah. Has anybody else, has there ever been anything done like that? What, like the, not, the traveling dietitian thing? I've seen. Um, I actually just started following. Uh, there's a dietitian. Uh, her Her username is the hiking dietitian. So she posts a lot of like hikes and stuff like that. But as far as like a travel dietitian, I've never seen anything like it. So, um, you know, I think it'd be really cool, you know, to be able to announce that I'm going to be in this city on this date, you know, have people come out and do like, you know, like I said, little symposiums, you know, meet your followers. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So cool. It's amazing. It's amazing. Awesome, dude. Thank you so much for joining us today. It's been awesome chatting with you. It's been really awesome. Thank you so much. Thanks for having me, you guys. Absolutely. Yeah, keep crushing it. a good one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you, 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 of anybody else, like with all the coaches that we talked to, I mean, you're, you're, you are absolutely crushing it and super happy for you. Super excited for you. I appreciate you. it, guys. Appreciate yeah. it. Yeah. Absolutely. absolutely. All right. Have a good one. Have right, an amazing day. Bye. You too. Bye bye. And that, ladies and gentlemen, was a wrap for episode nine. Be sure to give Zach a follow on Instagram and TikTok. And if you're interested in some of those exclusive meal preps available on Zach's Patreon, check him out. But before you go, if you have found even the smallest nougat of wisdom in this episode, share it with a friend that needs to hear it. Come on, don't be stingy. Your friend will think you are the absolute best person out there. I know I love it when I get that random text from a friend sharing a link to a podcast that they know I'm going to absolutely love. Along with the message, oh my god. You've got to listen to this podcast. You will fucking love it.